The following is a reflection on the readings for Friday of the weekdays of Christmas time. The first reading is taken from 1 John chapter 5, verses 5 to 13. The responsorial is Psalm 147, and the gospel is Luke chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. Our readings today are very much related. In the gospel, Jesus heals a man with leprosy. At the time, the illness had no cure physically and socially made the person an outcast. Such a person was required by the law of Moses to yell, Unclean! Unclean! to anyone who came near, and in fact, according to Leviticus chapter 13, had to isolate outside the community. Temple worship was off-limits since the afflicted person was also ritually unclean. Thus, psychologically, this disease was devastating. This is why Jesus' actions are so shocking. Not only does he violate the Levitical law in drawing near to this leper, Jesus actually touches him. In the parallel account of Mark chapter 1, verse 41 states that Jesus was moved with pity. The word means compassion. That is, Jesus who took on our nature can identify with the physical, social, and psychological sufferings of broken humanity. In so doing, he fulfills the cry of the prophet Isaiah chapter 63, quote, Look down from heaven and see from your habitation. Where are your zeal, the yearning of your heart, and your mercies toward me? End of quote. Jesus is mercy incarnate, as St. John Paul II states in his encyclical, Rich in Mercy. In Latin, the word is misericordia, which means having a heart for one who is in misery. The touch of Jesus as an act of mercy would have been a welcome relief to the leper, not just healing physically, but acknowledging his dignity as a human person worthy of love. Thus the leper is healed, and Jesus is not made unclean by the contact, because, as St. Paul stated in his letter to Titus, quote, To the clean all things are clean. Titus chapter 1, verse 15. As well, the jubilee that Jesus is, as he outlined in his inaugural sermon in Luke chapter 4, is being manifested. The blind see, the oppressed are freed, the captives are released, and the good news is preached to the poor. However, we do get a glimpse of the great exchange, as Jesus must now withdraw from the crowd to a deserted place, due to the healed leper telling everyone, while the leper can now return to life in the community. For us today, physical leprosy is not a threat, but indeed there exists a spiritual leprosy which is still very deadly, that is, sin. In a similar but far greater way, serious sin makes us unclean and cuts us off from the community of the saints and especially the life of sanctifying grace. It can make us captive to misery. Thankfully, through the church, the body of Christ, Jesus' healing touch is still available. It is precisely in the sacraments that we sense through physical signs Jesus' touch. In baptism, all prior sins are washed away and sanctifying grace is restored. For grave sin committed after baptism, the sacrament of reconciliation acts as the divine physician, declaring our illness removed. 
In the Eucharist, we receive the medicine of immortality and the antidote to death, as St. Ignatius referred to it in his letter to the Ephesians. The sacraments are efficacious because of the humanity of Jesus through which the grace of God is communicated. That is why the early church was so concerned to resist all heresies that denied Christ's human nature. We see an example of this in today's first reading. St. John states, quote, My beloved people, who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. There are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. End of quote. Here, St. John is alluding to Jesus' baptism when the Father declared him to be my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, and Jesus' bloody crucifixion, by which we are saved. Thus, from the beginning of his ministry to its fulfillment, Jesus' human nature is affirmed. St. John goes even further to cite three witnesses that agree, more than is required by Mosaic law, to testify in court. With the other apostles having fled the scene, St. John was the only one who saw firsthand, as an eyewitness, these three come forth from Jesus on the cross. The Spirit breathed out when Jesus died, the blood and water poured out from his side by the wound inflicted from the soldier's lance. We are beneficiaries of this remarkable mercy. The blood continues to flow sacramentally, the water continues to cleanse baptismally, and the Spirit continues to pour out graces so that we are never without a remedy. Nevermore do we have to declare, unclean, unclean, or be ostracized from the worshiping community. Jesus, the God-man, embraces us in our humanity and restores our dignity as his sons and daughters. What should be our response? First, extend mercy to our brothers and sisters, even to our enemies. In this culture, which seems divided on so many levels, we who have been forgiven and restored must do likewise. Second, proclaim the good news of God without hesitation. In today's Gospel, Jesus ordered the leper to say nothing, and he tells everyone. Now, particularly with the advent of the new evangelization, the Church encourages us to tell everyone, and we are tempted to remain silent. Let us contemplate not only the greatness of our salvation from eternal death, but the tremendous cost to Jesus. Then we will have a testimony. As St. John says in the remainder of today's first reading, quote, If we receive human testimony, the testimony of God is greater. And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. End of quote. Let us pray. Grant we ask, Almighty God, that the nativity of the Savior of the world, made known by the guidance of a star, 
may be revealed ever more fully to our minds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.